Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your host, Keegan. Today, my friends, I just want to talk about a little something and put a twist on it. And it's something that we're all familiar with, but the thing is, is that, well, a lot of us actually have a skewed perception of this one thing. And it's funny because we think of it almost entirely in the wrong sense. Some of us, well, some of y'all might not, but I know for myself, I definitely did. Anyways, that subject is wallowing. Wallowing? Why wallowing? How does that relate to the human condition, the disease of choice, if you will? Well, glad you asked. I'm glad I asked you that you asked me, right? Anyways, so whenever we think, or most of us, uh, myself, think of wallowing, it's a negative connotation. And it's just all around not what it really is. So if we look at the word wallowing, it's actually indulging in something that creates a sensational and just pleasurable experience. Well, whenever I read that, it got me thinking. I know wallowing as a bad term. Like, I'm wallowing in my self-pity. So, wallowing in self-pity were going hand in hand. And that made me think, if wallowing equals pleasure, then self-pity wallowing would mean, well, getting pleasure out of throwing myself a pity party. And, well, yeah. So I dug a little deeper, and someone actually said, to wallow in self-pity is the act of remaining in an unhappy state, not doing anything to get out of it, as if getting pleasure or sympathy from other people. And that one kind of hit, and I was like, fuck. Like, well, I mean, I was a teenager. I'm not much, like, I am older, but disregard that. Anyways. So whenever wallowing comes into play, I always had it perceived as a negative, a don't wallow, wallow equals bad, don't do it. And then, well, I ended up wallowing, but I also did it in the wrong way. Before I get too much further, before I explain why there's a twist on this subject of wallowing go ahead hit like leave a comment later and let me know what you want to hear about of the human condition the disease of choice take your pick so whenever i was in the program of the men of nehemiah i had gotten this book from my amazing counselor and I read the title, and I was like, 
constructive wallowing? Fucking no. No thanks. Like, that's counterintuitive as fuck. Wallowing is bad. And she looks at me and she goes, read it. It'll change your life. And so I started to read the introduction. I actually closed the book, set it aside, and was like, I fucking need to read this book all the way through. I need that. And so I want to give a shout out. I don't know if she'll ever hear it, but all thanks go to Tina Gilbertson, the author and psychotherapist that came up with Constructive Wallowing. How to beat bad feelings by having them. Interesting little tidbit right there. So, we'll dig into a little part of it. The rest is for you to figure out by reading the book. And if you've read the book, you might catch me referencing it every now and then. To be honest, it's, like I said, it's changed my life. I can't deny that fact. It is what it is, and I love it. And I love her for it, because, damn, it was good. Anyways, so wallowing usually seems to be, like I said, negative. But whenever I would wallow, it would be in a negative feeling. And wallowing in a negative feeling just didn't feel good after a while. But a lot of us do that. But why? Why would we wallow in something that we don't like? I got the answer. Well, I think it's because we kind of liked it. And it's easy. Easy, easy. And I say this because wallowing in that self-pity, that fear that uncomfortable sensation of having an obstacle to overcome, it's easier to turn away and just start walking. And you may not even make it far. You may just have to be like, well, shit, I can't go anywhere, but I'm not going that way. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of how it was. And I'm sure a lot of y'all can relate. But whenever I would wallow, hang on, let's not just say me. Let's just say whenever we wallow. Whenever we wallow, we seem to get stuck in a rut. In that resisting the urge to transform. And this is kind of why we think wallowing is bad because we're doing it wrong absolutely wrong and you can't change my mind not after reading that book if you want to you get the book you try it you tell me it may not work for some it worked for me but how would one actually go about wallowing wallowing how do we do it? What do we do? What does it mean to wallow? Well, the first thing 
is it's not wallowing, it's allowing. Yeah, yeah. See what Tina Gilbertson did there? Yeah, it, that was a good move. Anyways, so we allow for a feeling to come through. And not just come through, we allow it to envelop us. And this enveloping is what kind of turns us away from actually wallowing. Because if it felt good, why don't we do it all the time? Well, glad you asked that too, because guess what? Us addicts, alcoholics, a lot of people, humans, we like pleasure. We like easy we like, well, not having to fight something. We don't like the whole, I gotta work for this, so I'm just going to take the easy route. Wallowing just seems to be one of those things that's human for us to, well, get a little, a little bit of pleasure, you know? But we wallow about the wrong things, or so we think. Whenever we wallow, like, as a human, we do wallow properly, but only whenever it benefits us, because it's a perceived positive emotion, a perceived positive feeling. Now, I also do want to say, there is not a positive or negative feeling. That's another episode, but I will say that it's how we go about that feeling and whether it turns it good or bad. But this wallowing, allowing this sensation to overcome us, to mold us, to just cover us up with a nice fluffy blanket. It's kind of what we all want, right? So, whenever we wallow in self-pity, it's because we are looking, well, for sympathy, attention, or we just like feeling sorry for ourselves because no one else was there. We are all we know, and, well... Even though I was my own worst enemy, I still cared about myself so much more, to a point. Uh, but whenever I have to think of why did I always wallow like that, I can't really say so. Because I was looking for that easy escape. And that easy escape becomes, well, addictive. And I get what I want. I get what I need. Why do anything else? Well, let's just say the things that we ignore end up controlling us. That might sound familiar. But the things we ignore control us. So... Whenever I, whenever we ignore a negative feeling, this negative feeling 
ends up actually controlling some of our actions because because we're trying so hard to ignore it to suppress it to keep it out of sight out of mind but we turn around and it's still fucking there it didn't go anywhere it's still there but every time we get another negative emotion we do the same thing we go nope that ain't happy that ain't exciting that ain't nothing good so it's back there and then you look in that alley and whoo you got a lot of guys there and they're all uh they didn't want to get at you sorry i don't know where that came from anyways so eventually as you're walking down the street these negative emotions that you've just so kindly shoved into a dark alley forgot about well you're going along you get a phone call that well your spouse your significant other whatever did something that didn't quite sit right with you and then these guys just knock the crap out of you and then you say some shit that you regret saying later on you explode so why do we do this if there's a way out well it's probably because we were never taught how to actually go about having these feelings we may know what anger and sadness we may know what anger and sadness look like feel like but whenever we don't do anything to get out of it we're just letting it build up again and again and again until that little bottle bursts and then even then there's still a lot left just because the pressure got released doesn't mean the insides all got out so how do we go about dealing with this emotion that we perceive as negative and how do we go about turning it into a positive remember we've got to let it envelop us we've got to embrace we've got to become the emotion if you will maybe not that deep but whenever you run from a feeling whenever it comes back it's pretty much like it never left so what we need to do is accept it and you might say well Keegan no shit no shit Sherlock like I'm mad I'm mad I can say when I'm mad I'm depressed I can say when I'm depressed but are we doing anything to get out of this depression out of this anger are we actively doing something to get out of it and you might say I'm going hiking I'm going to hang out with friends I'm going to a rock show I'm going to go do drugs I'm going to go drink all that any of that 
done for the wrong reason, you're just running. You're running. But you can do those things whenever you feel that way. Just don't let it be an escape. Don't be inauthentic with yourself. Because guess what? No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you will always be around you. Sometimes, I wish I wasn't. And you know what? I had to learn how to be my own best friend. And man, I hate that guy sometimes, but yeah, can't seem to shake him. It's kind of grown on me. But whenever we sit there and we try to escape from this perceived negative emotion, it turns around and ends up pushing us in directions that we don't normally want to take. And that's the thing. We let these negative emotions build and eventually they control us. We can't control anything except for how we think and what we do. Now, you might say, oh, you can choose to be happy. Well, I mean, yes and no, but that's another episode. For now, let's just focus on the wallow. How to wallow. Well, wallowing is, as I said, it's allowing, allowing for this emotion and becoming so in tune with it that, well, it's a part of you. But you know what's funny? It's like hugging the crap out of a balloon, but not to the point to where it pops. Just that gently tight squeeze that just or imagine getting a bear hug from someone and you just go <laughs> like all the air just like escapes you well I mean you're out of air so that's kind of what the emotion is but it comes back however with these negative emotions as we deal with them as they come you'll find that somehow they don't control you. It's as if handling it whenever it's there, whenever it's in front of you, whenever you're super aware of it. It's as if doing it then, doing something actively towards getting rid of the feeling and not running from it, it goes away. It doesn't come back. Now, it may come back like a bad boomerang. You think it's gone, you turn around, it hits you. These feelings, those occurrences are normal. Just because you have an emotion doesn't mean it can't come back. You love someone, right? Do you just love them extremely hard for one moment? And then the next, it's gone. Do you love them just a little bit less each time? Or 
do different circumstances and events, the time of day, the different day, so on and so forth, doesn't that elicit the same love response that you've initially had? Sometimes it may not be as strong, but sometimes it comes back and it's stronger. However, these negative emotions, whenever you hug them, whenever you envelop them, let them envelop you, whenever you let this actually happen, it'll slip away. And I'm not speaking out of a fairy tale. I'm not talking about that magical pink cloud dragon, what have you, I don't care. I'm speaking about truth. It's truth. Trust me, this truth is what will set you free. And I'm not talking about the biblical sense. I'm talking about being authentic with yourself. Being authentic with yourself is how you start to take that first step out of the rut, out of resisting the urge to transform. So whenever you get that negative emotion, first tell yourself why you're mad, why you're sad. Second, describe and name that emotion. You can start with happy, sad, angry, but get deeper, dig a little. Then uncover all the negative self-thoughts you have. Why are you mad at yourself for this? Do you deserve it? Then try to understand yourself because you're only human. It's okay to feel how you feel. It's okay to not be okay. Trust me, I've been there. And then last is to have that feeling. This feeling might actually have changed as you've dug into yourself. What you thought might be jealousy or rage you might find out that you're envious of someone and you want them in your life you might find out that that fear that anger is just fear you're afraid of losing something someone and you're mad at yourself because you think you're not good enough i'm here to tell you I'm here to tell you that you are enough. Be enough for you. Because that's all it takes. That's what you need, right? You need someone to be there for you. You need someone to actually understand you. You need that sympathy. You need that empathy. But why... Will we seek out this validation from other sources, from other people? It is okay to love yourself. Don't get me wrong, love others too. 
but don't make my mistake. Don't hate yourself so much that nothing will get through to you. Don't do it. It's not worth it. And it's intensely, extremely hard to unlearn. And it takes action. It takes the actual physical inner workings to get through it. So, whenever I wallow, sometimes, yeah, I have a backlog. Everyone has a backlog. Well, mostly. And this backlog is what really... I hate to say it, but it sucks. Because whenever you let this feeling envelop you, it's as if you're having it for the first time. But, but listen, please. It's as if you're having it again. But instead of running from it, instead of trying to ignore it, suppress it, change it, just hold on to it for a little test to make you understand what I mean. Ball your fist up as hard and as long as you can. And I mean squeeze the shit out of your own hand, your own palm. Like just hold it and just keep going. How long can you do that? That's about what your emotions will be like. They peak and last about, what, I think 90 seconds, maybe more. But I do have to say that's if you let it envelop you. It's pretty crazy. The more you shove it away, the more you try to ignore it, the more it comes back. And this coming back, that is what sucks. That's what suffocates us. Because we want to not feel bad. That's okay. No one likes feeling bad. Unless you're always wallowing in self-pity. But to wallow, to allow these feelings to actually go through to actually, well, do what they're supposed to do, flow through you, that's just it. It flows through you. You no longer have to fight it. The harder it is to fight the emotion, the harder it'll come back and hit you. Taking that little bit of suck for a second for just a few minutes. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I'm not gonna lie. You're fucking depressed and hurt. Your heart hurts, your soul hurts. You're bawling your eyes out, anything like that. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm sorry, but I can tell you right now, to ignore it, to suppress it, it's just going to come back. Just as strong, if not a little worse, because you let it get stronger by ignoring it. It's been going to the gym, lifting weights, going to karate classes and shit, but you, you're sitting there just 
lounging about on a beach because that's what happy people do, right? They lounge around on a beach or anywhere. But whenever that emotion comes back, whenever that emotion comes back, you will feel it and it's going to feel you but with a fist and maybe a book but again all I can really say is wallowing isn't what we think it is wallowing is actually a superpower trust me I'm going to do some more episodes on wallowing we'll get into the nitty gritty but I'm also going to see about getting Tina Gilbertson on here or at least have her permission to go forward with this because a lot of it is about the book but it's not necessarily about the book it's about the practice inside the book. So, just for a second, let's go over one more thing. You feel shitty, right? First thing you do, tell yourself the situation. Why do you feel shitty? One sentence, no judgment. Second thing you do, Realize what you're feeling. Describe and name every emotion as best as you can. Third thing you do, uncover self-criticism. Take notice of all negative self-thoughts. And then next thing is to try and understand yourself. You don't have to right away. Just acknowledge that you're human and it's okay to feel how you feel. Understand yourself. The best solution to self-criticism is self-compassion. And then lastly, have the feeling. And by have, I mean let it come and just smother you. Just, and don't try to push it off. Don't try to ignore it. You may not get this the first time around, or the second, or the third, but just keep trying and getting better at it. And it will help a lot, trust me. But what I can say is that wallowing is not what we thought it was. So... If you like this episode, hit a like, go follow, check out the Facebook page, Retrieving Sanity, or find me on YouTube, and, well, just tag along for the ride and adventure that is Retrieving Sanity. Until I see y'all next time, Shlan!